Welcome to Food and Loathing, your weekly heaping helping of the Las Vegas deliciousness with a complimentary side of snarkiness. <laughs> I'm your host, Al Mancini. Samantha Gemini Stevens will be serving as my better half once again this week and driving the train, as always, making sure we don't go off the rails or lose that caboose. The little engineer that could, Mr. Rich Johnson. I don't know if talk about pulling trains is appropriate for our location here. <laughs> Everything's appropriate. <laughs> we are in Las Vegas. I might even cut that. That's offensive. Uh, That's inappropriate. <laughs> Only to old people. <laughs> have a lot of them around here. I should note that we are coming to you this episode from DW Bistro in the Gramercy. I love coming here to record. It is an amazing oh. restaurant. Yes. yes. In a very cool, very delicious neighborhood. It's on the Neon Feast list of top brunch spots. Oh, yeah. But it is great for a lot more than that. Sue and I like coming over to the Gramercy a lot, actually. Yeah. She gets off work. Um, we go. We grab a little bite at the bar over at Anima. We, yep. we have another bite at your bar over yeah. here. By the way, joining me, people, Mr. Bryce Krausman. I was looking behind me for who you're looking at. I was wondering who you were looking at. I forgot to intro the man. I was looking right in the eye, and I didn't intro him. Bryce, how are you, man? The owner partner of DW. I'm doing good. I mean, listen, I'm happy the summer is winding down. We have all of our clients back from where they're summer holidays with their children's they're back in school so they're back and dumping them off at school and showing up here for lunch yeah. meetings and lots of day wine drinking. and day drinking <laughs> all of I think, I think all the mamas came back last week in full force for uh their yeah their white wine afternoon like I said, I did, earlier we were chatting. I don't have any kids, but it was still my nope. favorite. <laughs> Middle of the day, exactly. belly up to the bar. They know what kind of bubbles I like. Life is good. Yeah. <laughs> we do have a lot of bubbles right now, too. We do. Oh. Well, you know what I've been noticing when we come in here now and we sit at the bar, and um, you've got a great bar team here. Yeah. Um, not necessarily always here at lunchtime, but yep. everybody. But um, you have a great bar team, and when we sit there and we look up at your bar, we're like, wow, they've got some serious bourbons up there. Yeah. And you also yeah. have a really serious rum program yes. up there. And I've gotten some lessons. I've been schooled in yep. spirits here a few nights, and yep. I don't know if everybody knows that about you. Uh, could you talk a bit about your 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 beverage program and your spirits program? Say program yeah. a lot too, because it pisses Rich yeah. off. Yeah, <laughs> like the word program. I'm just happy you haven't thrown me out over that train. There. <laughs> you can edit out all the times we were actually all the times we say program. We have to take a sip of our diplomatic. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Here we go. So there's our first sip. Tell us about this right mm. now first. Mm. Yeah, so what are we drinking oh. right now? This mm. is one that um, Juan, it's Juan, your bar Juan. Guy, right? Yeah, yes. so Juan, and I would he love him to be here. He's actually out this week, but Juan Lizarraga, he came, we poached him from Dewey Forney, but it took him, he was a good employee, he stayed until the end of Dewey Forney's life and then came to us after that. And he, you know, he came like, I think a year or so after and he's like, remember me? And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> um, as a matter of fact. As a matter of fact, I don't. Uh, <laughs> And now he's been here, I think, oh, you know, however long Estrega's been around. He's been maybe about three years he's been here. And we've had, you know, over the years when we first opened the restaurant, of course, Dalton's background is from Jamaica. So we did have an extensive heavy rum program in the beginning. We were going to do a rum cart. And this is 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it just sort of, we just sort of didn't get it going. Uh, and then when we went to, one year later, or so we went to Carbone and saw the rum cart come out. I mean, it just awakened all that uh -huh. excitement in rums. Uh, we had Haitian rums, Martinique rums. Obviously, this is a Venezuelan rum. Um, and we're going to be bringing the bar cart out. Yes. Yeah. So, yes. So we'll be doing rum tastings, rum flights again. Uh, and obviously, Dalton has brought back a, a lot of menu items as well. Dalton came back into the restaurant just a little over a year ago. Uh, after a three-year absence. Yeah. And so we're excited to 
to venture. And a lot of our reps, they bring in a lot of bourbons. We've collected a lot over the years. And people, literally, customers will get up from their table and just go. I thought they were looking at the TV for the <laughs> score. They're staring at our bourbon wall. Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite extensive. Yes, I it is quite some, extensive. I think Juan turned me on to some old Forrester birthday mm-hmm. edition. Oh, over yeah. There. Birthday and bourbon is good. Birthday mm-hmm. bourbon was really good. Yes, um, yes. So, yeah, and I, I just I want people to know that you have that going on here, yes. and it's a great place to come for bars and or for for spirits, for cocktails, for and not and also food, the bubbly. Here. Also, there's the, a there's a fairly extensive food program. Yeah, you're getting <laughs> some of it right now. It looks Surprise, like there's surprise. Some yes. Flouches yes. in front of us and Flouches some. Uh, oh, oh, yes, Al's favorite, the turkey burger sliders. That's turkey right. burger yeah. sliders, man. I, I look, admit I have a soft spot for, for these flautas because oh you did uh, cooking at home. That's right. And we did this that's, that's over right. yes. YouTube and things like that, oh and made these at home with you live. You know, I'm not the chef here, but I would learn. I think I learned like the day before how to roll the flautas before I went on TV to help you all learn you how to do them. You made it look really easy. Wow. <laughs> I ate those yesterday because they made a mistake and put pico for a guest that didn't want pico, so I was sitting in the back like a, just like shoveling <laughs> into my mouth. I don't mind mistakes when they're made in here. Uh, they are literally like mountains mm, of joy. Well, yeah, I yeah. know. See, Yummy. I know. Yeah. There's, yeah, we'll just talk more for you, Al, so you can keep yeah, it. Yeah, you just talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no good way to podcast when you're right. eating flautas. And you know, that was, really. that's been a staple on the menu for a long time, mm-hmm. and it's, I mean, obviously... And I love it how it comes out consistently looking. You've got the crema just dripping down the side of those little towers of flautas, and they're so damn tasty. Mm-hmm. Thank you oh. for thank you for participating during the oh COVID, my gosh, I loved the COVID it. Yeah. cook at home. Yeah. So I anything mean, you want to tell us? Guys. Anything you can tell us about this Diplomatico Ambassador rum that we're drinking from Venezuela? So right now. Oh gosh, I know so this good. one is uh, held in the uh, what kind of cast are these held in? These this one is particularly aged. I know this one we're having is, gosh, this one is I think. Just sugar heaven in Yes, it is. I mean, well, this is the thing about rums. And, you know, I, I, I learned a lot uh, from Dalton, from the Appleton rums, which we carried 30-year rums. Those are Jamaican, yeah? Those are Jamaican. Yeah, those are exactly. And uh, But over the years, as we've had different managers, who, and I'm not a bourbon drinker, nor am I a rum connoisseur, but I love what these guys bring in. And I yeah. love the stories that a lot of our reps come in with them. Yeah. Um, and now, yeah, the wall that used to be, I think, vodka. It's <laughs> 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 now been taken over by, I think that whole top shelf is all... It's yeah, all the rums. Because nobody should have vodkas on display at a bar ever. No. I mean, just but have vodka, but there's no reason have it to be gun. proud of your vodka. Vodka drinkers, <laughs> yeah. vodka drinkers absolutely you know, have, have ones that they love, but mm-hmm. they're not necessarily... I mean, the mark of a good displayed. The mark of a good vodka is that it really doesn't have much of a taste. Now I know we've gone a lot. We've gone sure, off of that sure. trail, but classically, yeah. classically yeah. speaking, you know, when they would judge vodka, it was for the neutrality of it, yeah, right? Sure, I mean, sure. it was supposed to be alcohol and water. You know, yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm glad you replaced it with rums. Um, Do you have now, a favorite <laughs> vodka? Do I you have one? No. 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 I mean, because I'm I barely drink pan, anymore. Yeah. So when I do, I it's something yes. I can ah. sip. And who the hell wants to sit around sipping vodka? I do a Chopin you know? Bloody Mary here. That's yeah. uh, I'll bring you Chopin. a bottle. My, my Polish yeah. wife would love you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some bottles from an Alaskan distiller that uh, oh, nice. we met and got to work with one of our trips up there. I'll bring you some of that because yeah. it actually tastes good. Even though it tastes like nothing, it mm. tastes yeah. good. <laughs> good. They do the whole nothing. carbon filtration thing, and it's just so fun to watch, but it's also really tasty. Sure. So... 
I mean, I've learned over the years different things we had. You know, we had the Poppy Van Winkle here. I didn't know. Pappy. Pappy. See, that's how <laughs> Poppy. 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 My Poppy. My Poppy. Hey, Poppy. See, that's how much I know, right? Poppy the Pappy Van Winkle. That's exactly what right? my head. That's a copyright you know, issue waiting to happen. My general manager at the time was so excited to get this bottle. I had no idea. What the hell is going on here with this bottle? Why is it so in demand? It's and then good. this morning it's when I'm on. Trace. I yeah. don't know why yep, it's so exactly. expensive on secondary. I mean, allocated, but. Yep. Look, it's good. It's a good. It is. For, it's a good whiskey. It Pappy. is, but I don't think it's worth the price. It is not yeah. worth what it's made. That's one of those deals where you're paying for the scarcity yeah. and not for the quality. Yeah. And personally, like that's just to me when you start sp- when you start spending money on scarcity rather sure. than quality, mm-hmm. that's just I got money to wipe my ass with money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, like that's really we don't the have point that yet over here. Spending no. on no scarcity. ass wiping money. You know? no. Uh-uh. So <laughs> I, I have a bottle of what they call poor man's pappy, which oh. is you take other Buffalo Trace products mm-hmm. to mix a certain together. mix oh. and you put them together. Oh. It tastes the same. Can you come in here and same. do that with us? Yes. An, okay. Perfect. Let's do it. We can yes. bottle it as your own. Gemini's own. Gemini's own. Can we do the ass juice of the bourbon? world you yeah. just pour whatever's <laughs> oh left over God. oh ass. mammy van genoa <laughs> the double down oh. so now that the day drinking is officially yeah. underway yeah. we're gonna get to that normal top of the show that um, where we talk about where we've been recently oh, why? and let's give bryce the chance to start you've been any place cool restaurant wise uh where did we ju- we just went somewhere where did we oh my god give come back to me one second Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who do we have up next? Gemini. Can we go with Gemini? Gemini. Sure. Yeah. Hit us. Where have you been dining? Oh, um, so I went to El Salito recently for brunch. Oh, nice. I've only done that a couple of times. Yeah. El Salito Posto. And, uh, sorry, yeah. El in Salito Tivoli Posto. Village, yep. for those and, who are uh, yeah. who are not the hipsters <laughs> that just it mentioned it by its first name. Th- those who yeah. may not be on a first name basis with right. it. Right. There is yeah. that. Um, yeah, I had a great brunch sitting outside with a girlfriend. The weather's been nice lately as long as you're not either in the rain or oh, yeah. you know, in the super humid part of the day. God. Um, went to Half Bird twice. Oh, and on yeah. opening day, oh, my gosh, I, I do yeah. believe I was the first order. Of course you were. Of course you were. Of course you were. <laughs> I, I was ready and oh, waiting for God. 11 a.m. to hit the button. Um, so we did that, and some friends ended up joining me. Uh, and then we went back another day because John hadn't been yet. I need to go. Um, and it's you can't go Take wrong. Take me with you. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I drove past that. I saw the late-night window. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's going to be me. Dark. Yeah. Chicken after dark. Yeah. Got but it. for now, go earlier in the day sure. because as they're they newly out. open, they've been sure, selling sure. out, which is great. Yeah. Um, and all of that will be Apparently too many people in the press have been talking about them, I think. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna need a. Brian wanted a nice soft opening. Sorry, Brian. (laughs) He's gonna need another rotisserie. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. They started with one. They now have two, and I think. Oh yeah. yeah, We're gonna gonna need a bigger rotisserie. It takes like an hour to cook the chicken. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, so, Yum. and then cooked at home a little bit. We did, I did a Penang curry at home, which was really good. Um, use my instant pot to make it super easy. Whoa. Yeah. Don't use that thing very that. often, but mm. when it comes out, huh. um, I had a craving, but I was in a hurry. So it worked. You were in a hurry for curry. I was. Oh, I was yes, in a yeah. hurry for curry. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I know we've got some other stuff coming up, so I'll leave that off for now. Um, we shopped at Menan Bakery on oh, beautiful Flamingo. Place. Love that place. Mm, yeah. Um, near Buffalo and Joe, between yep. Buffalo and Jones. It's a good spot. Um, yeah, I'd seen them online. We had stuff ordered to our house before when friends were visiting, and it was super tasty. And we yeah. were looking for something specific. We were looking for what John calls Turkish toast. Uh-huh. Uh, at least that's what they call it in Australia. Yep. Um, the gentleman behind the counter called it puri, P-O-U-R-I. Uh-huh. Yep. And it's this sort of flat mix of a of a sourdough 
and uh, focaccia and something else kind of had a baby and it's this beautiful um, bubbly little toast and he's using that tonight because we've got our supper club tonight and we're doing uh, burgers and s'mores tonight. Oh my god. So wow. Cool. He's What's your address again? <laughs> no, nobody here got I don't think I have right? that on my contact for you. I don't think I have your address. I, I must have yeah. missed my invitation. Your gate, yeah. 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 Code. I'll have to, we'll have to get you guys <laughs> over for one of those. I'm sure um, we can smell it. It's actually the supper club that I do with That's Good for awesome. Spooning Leanne. Yeah. And uh, some friends started it years ago when uh, I was sick and needed help. Um, and so we just kind of kept it going. And so it's burger night. So I'm doing a take on a Vietnamese banh mi. Mm -hmm. So I did my pate this morning. My pickles are ready. And John's doing a kangaroo burger with beetroot Whoa, and everything. Baby. Yeah. Who are so. you? Damn. Good. Eat those What's bastards. They're mean. <laughs> I'm in love with you. So, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a tasty week. Does sound tasty. Uh, as I continue to munch on these sliders, Bryce, I, did you remember? I any remembered, place? and it's not here. It's in. Uh, <laughs> that's why, because I'm like, I wasn't in town. I was in uh, Laguna, and we went up to Newport to uh, Maza, M O Z Z A. This is Nancy Silverton, yeah. who oh, was yeah. the oh, Brea yeah. Bakery. Oh yeah. I had never been there. A most amazing pasta and flatbreads and delicious food. That's oh my awesome. god! And we were there for like three hours. We watched. They had a Sagrantino by the bottle. We ordered that. I I literally had one of the best dinners. And we watched people come in because this is how Dalton and I dine. You know, we watch people come in. We're at the table and. All these tables that got there after us are all leaving. Yep. And we're still there. We're yep. like one of the last tables. They're sending out desserts. They're showing us the cookbooks. And I didn't know anything about the restaurant. Dalton sort of threw a dart at the wall because we've eaten everywhere in Laguna. And uh, we happened upon this place about 20 minutes outside of Laguna, and it was amazing. Well, we That's have some news coming up later in the podcast about a kind of a reunion meal from people from that same family of restaurants. Oh, so wow. we'll be getting cool. that in the back well, half yes. of the show. We'll see how I segued. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. You are a tease incarnate. I love it. Listen here, Mr. Train. Rich. Choo-choo, <laughs> Richie. Choo-choo. What have you been eating, man? It's uh, home, mostly. It's been uh, freezer food week and home cooking. Uh, we did a kofta, ground lamb, parsley mm -hmm. from the garden, lots of spices, sumac and cumin mainly, uh, formed into what frankly looked like little small turds, <laughs> you know, long little things, and put them on the skewers and put them on the grill. That's why he doesn't write menus professionally. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Turds on uh, a, a big hunk of pork loin. We found this thing at, you know, you ever you hear about the, the, the sweatshop chickens at Costco? Well, they have yeah. sweatshop pork too. This is like Five six pound piece for like seventeen dollars. Oh my gosh! And we sliced it into third or fourths and put them in the freezer and pulled one of these things out. Yeah. Cubed it, marinated it in uh, a Spanish mixture: garlic, parsley, smoky paprika, olive oil, and cumin. Yeah. Put it again on the ske skewers and again on the grill, uh, and with that a romesco sauce that uh, Joanna made: roasted red pepper, almonds, olive oil, garlic, parsley, all in the Cuisinart, cooked for a bit. And a nice uh, side slaw of Napa cabbage, apple, and celery in a vinaigrette. I you guys like eat well at home. You guys eat really oh, yeah. well at home. I so like it. Not yeah. me, man. Dude, I eat at home. It's it's fucking sloppy joes, right. tacos, <laughs> something with tater tots I can fry on the side oh, in the air fryer. Yeah, yeah man. No, I'm I gotta eat out so yeah. damn much that when I eat at home, speed. Yeah, last speed. night was uh, our no. curry. Which Got it. We, you know the the usual half a small can of Thai curry paste. I think was the green. Sure. Stuff this yep. time, a can of coconut milk. We had uh, onion, red pepper, snow peas, shrimp and scallops from the freezer. Oh, my God. All nice. in this uh, big-ass wok. Uh, we have a, a cast iron wok. Yeah. That was supposed to go on the barbecue, but it didn't really work on yeah. the barbecue. But it works great on the stove, on the sure. gas inside the house. And yeah. It really holds the heat really nice. 
Uh, tonight was supposed to be chicken on the rotisserie, but as I was leaving, the chicken in a day and a half in the fridge was still hard as a rock, so it, uh, we'll figure out some takeout tonight. Uh, <laughs> or and my junk half food, bird. My, half yeah, bird, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'll meet you there. My junk food fix, home version, mm. old childhood guilty pleasure, Lipton onion soup mix, sour cream, oh, and a big-ass bag of Ripple potato chips. There you go. Oh. You know, that's like, I have to say, that's one of those things. There's certain... There's a lot of junk food that when you don't eat junk food a lot, you yeah. crave it, right? Yeah. And then there are other ones that when you go back to it, you're just like, how did I ever eat this, right? <laughs> and, like, McDonald's has become that for me. Like, I oh. used to crave it all the time. Like, oh, I haven't oh, had McDonald's sure. in three years. Let me try one. And I'd get one, and I'd hate it the minute I had it. Yeah. And uh, I've tried that onion soup mix because i got to say, like, fresh out of my parents' house, moved in with my then-fiancé. You know, like, that was our yeah. big night out, watching a movie on the VCR yeah, with yeah. Lipton <laughs> onion soup mix. But I, I, I've tried it in recent years, and I, I can't do it, man. Well... Although I do know some chefs who's actually put that a very version of that oh, yeah, on menus make, yeah. at bar on bar well, menus oh, it does quite well because yeah, people love delicious. it. French onion you know, made up like Reesers and Hellman's and the other sort of yeah. pre-made things and they're just so sweet and yeah, they're so they're uh, full of palm oil or whatever the hell is in there that just doesn't work. Fun fact about yeah. onion soup mix in my entire life of making this. I've never actually made onion soup out of Lipton, <laughs> Lipton onion soup. I don't think anyone I can't has. Say that I ever Nobody does that. I think it no. is dip mix. Nobody I don't think does it's that. A it's a dip. Yeah. 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 I will say that Trader Joe's has yeah. a very mean onion dip. They have yeah? a vegan one too, which is good, but the oh. main one is probably one of the best onion dips out there. Okay. Noted. Delicious. Uh, okay, my turn. Yeah. Woo, my turn. So before we get to places I've eaten out, like I just like to talk about the weird shit that gets delivered to my house randomly. <laughs> People like ring the doorbell and run away. And so I got this. There was also a little stress ball with an, that was shaped like an apple. But Mad Apple Circus from by Cirque du Soleil sent me over one of their bottled cocktails, and I had to bring it into you guys. And of course, you yeah. know we're day drinking, so give it a shot. I broke the seal on it already, oh, but did. I just okay. took a sip. I haven't. Are you put sure my this is just from your yet. bathtub gin um, here? They sent us, it's this little glass bottle. It looks like Mad Dog 2020 bottle or something yeah. like that. It's a hip flask. In the day. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. hip flask. And they sent me the proper New York gin martini. This drink is bag. bold, punchy, and has just the right amount of kick to transport guests to the Big Apple. The proper New York gin martini is crafted with gin, French vermouth, lemon essence, and chilled to perfection. Wow. And I like that. That was my, um, I don't know, my... That was a good My game book. show voice. That there. was fantastic, <laughs> Bob Barker. Yeah. Uh, so everybody, take a slug. I want to see. Right. Some, I want to see yeah. some people drinking this yeah, bad I'm boy. Just, just, so I'm going to put it in my diplomatico cup yeah. here. Yeah, I just gave leftover cast. You can suck it right out of the bottle if you want, man. Nobody's going <laughs> to offend me. December of 1971. After my last final, my very first term of college. Uh, friends and I celebrated with a bottle of gin and one of those uh, two-quart things of uh, Ooh, Collins mix. Mm -hmm. I have never <laughs> had gin since. Oh, well. Will Let's go, baby. Because the flashbacks uh, are oh, still 50 years collection. later coming at me. Shit. Cheers. Oh. Cheers. Clink. Like I can smell Clink. that. Out of the bottle yes. with the Statue of Liberty head on the I'm side. definitely transported to New York right now. <laughs> oh. New York State of Mind. Oh, yeah, I'm transported to the Mars Bar, circa 1994. That's, oh, <laughs> that's actually that really good. Yeah, for, it's super a, smooth. Yeah. Now, it's that, light. That for all the joking about the packaging, yeah. uh, it's a very, very Did solid they sell it at the show just like that? I People believe they saw it at the show like fancy. that. I'm, yeah. Yeah, so, which is pretty cool. Get chill a glass it. with chill like, it. Chill, yeah, chill yeah. glass with a little and then, knife. You know, drink Either it a yourself. cocktail olive or uh, lemon yeah, peel. Yeah, delicious. That's this very is the nice. way to relive your youth, right? You think about it. All the <laughs> days when you used cocktail to... Cocktail onion. I can't be the only one that used to sneak flasks in or a pint of 151 into rock concerts or shows so I could mix my own rum and Cokes. None of you guys ever did that? When I lived in Ireland, my boyfriend at the time, they 
all did that. I have a collection of plastic flasks yeah. that did I can you? fill and take. I still you do. do. Oh, so. oh yeah. is that what you bring They here? make sun bottles. Is that what you do when you go to your nail appointments? <laughs> you know, that's you my problem with flasks. I forgot in, now. I forgot. This is my problem with flasks in general. If you're enough of a booze hound that you need a flask on you at all times, and I've been that guy. Sure. Okay. Nope. But if you're enough of, that's a nice way of saying enough of an alcoholic degenerate that you need a flask on you at all times. The amount that you can fit in a flask is not oh, going to last you it. long, man. No, it does no, no, not no, last no. you like a minute. No, it's not worth it. No. I do that on the no. ski trips. And yeah, especially when we're in Utah, uh, we take the flask with us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know I put a rules. flask in my ski yeah. pants. Exactly. Being the macho sports guy that I am, I've got all the stories about sneaking it into games. Yes. Especially sure. golly. Yeah. And when we have time on another show, I will tell the story about unsuccessfully trying to smuggle a pony keg into a football game. <laughs> that I Circa 1973 in Utah. I'd be more shocked if you, if you successfully. If you successfully did, that would be a rock star <laughs> and, story. And, and the kicker to that. Uh, stay tuned in another episode. The kicker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, my meals this week, we'll run through them pretty quickly. I had a few really good ones. I was craving a burger, so I paid a visit to Echo and Rig in Tivoli Village. Everybody knows this place is a great steakhouse and a great butcher shop. It's on the Neon Feast list. Happy hour. Both of those. I did that yeah. recently, too. Oh, Ryan, the bartender. Happy hour. Yes, great. Ryan was there, He's yes. very nice. And it's on our list in the Feast for best burgers. Mm-hmm. So Ooh, I was craving a burger. What are the odds? I went over there. Well, I wouldn't have gone there. That's where I found it that day, right? So um, honestly, I crave it every once in a while. I go in. I'm always amazed by how good it is. It's really an exercise in simplicity, man. Prime beef, yep. bib lettuce, brandywine tomato, red onion, optional sharp cheddar, although who wouldn't get that? Mm. And, and that's just everything I want in a burger. So yep. um, bravo to Echo and Rig. Absolutely. Hit, hit it. Yeah. Oh, hit the nail on the head. We've mentioned milkfish baked yes. goods here before. Um, Gemini, you kept telling me how great it was. Yeah. You tell me someplace is great. I need to learn a little more about <laughs> it. So um, they had a dessert pop-up at Fuku, Fuku Burger this week. I think you also got some treats I from that, did. right? I did. We got uh, the Nutella-filled chocolate chip cookies and oh. the coconut. Mm-hmm. Um, they're basically cinnamon rolls. It was a cinnamon roll. But they're made with coconut cream and streusel on top. Uh, and Oh, oh man. I got both of those, and they're both really I, good. Yes. That, that coconut one. Oh. And did yeah. you get the little mango cup? No, it wasn't offered. Oh. When I saw it online and and did the DM to order and set up the pickup, uh, it was just the cookies and the and the coconut. Well, they um, somehow got me a little mango, mango cup, and it was pretty awesome. Yeah. So I was psyched. Actually, I liked it so much that I'm going to have these guys back uh, next week. I did a short little interview with them. We don't yep. have time to run it today, so we're going to do that next week. That's yep. so great. Um, but yeah, Milkfish, you guys rock. I'll tell you. Moving on, I had a little more fun this week with the team from the LVCA, shooting some of my favorite desserts in Las Vegas for their TikTok channel. You're going to want to follow them at Vegas to see that. Um, but it was great being out in the kitchens at Tao and Cut. I'm heading over to Beauty and Essex soon for some more shooting with them. The big yep. deal, though, this week... The Bedford by Martha oh, Stewart. Yeah, I saw that she oh, was here. Oh, all you folks who saw her. That w- I was, know. That would have been fun. <laughs> it was. Well, let's play, oh. actually. We, we know Snoop was there. A bunch of people were there. But here's a little bit of Martha just kind of and the introduction on the carpet with the microphone speaking to the crowd. I want to thank uh, Caesars Entertainment for uh, believing in me and, and helping uh, build one of the most beautiful restaurants in Las Vegas, by the way. Thank you so much. I mean, you cannot believe how hard they have worked to uh, replicate the beauty of my home in Bedford, New York, in Las Vegas, down to the finest details, and it's even better than my home. I might, I might move in here, Sean. You're welcome. It is beautiful, and I can't wait for you all to taste the food. It is amazing. So thank you all for coming tonight, and please, please come back as many times as you can. 
And also, I bumped into a lot of celebrities. I didn't get to speak to Snoop. He was there. Um, I saw Scott Conan. I did speak to him. Unfortunately, he wasn't telling me about any plans to come back to Vegas. Oh. And Martin Yan was there, and I asked yeah. him what he thought about Martha coming to Vegas. So here's what he had to say. Martha Stewart is my idol. Is the queen of media and the queen of entertainment. And this is a beautiful place. And this basically serves something that everybody knows about her style, her uh, cuisine, and her entertainment. And I think it will be a great success. Mother, congratulations. Yeah, so it was a wild party. It was crazy. You really, at something like that, it was just such a star-studded celebrity event that you really didn't even get to get a feel for the room or even the food, although the dishes they passed out were good. So I'm excited to go back. I mean, yeah. the Paris is turning into a little mini Caesars, and even with more celebrities, sometimes yeah. Caesars. I mean, you've got Gordon in there. You have Nobu in there. You have... Uh, Bobby Flay doing burgers. burgers. You have Vanderpump yep. now. You have, have now we have Martha, Martha. Stewart. Yep. Of course, you have John Joe doing you know his restaurant. Um, and you know, it's it's just crazy with celebrities yeah. over at the Paris yeah. right now. Coming up in the news, a taste of Babo and a reminder of what that was. But first, everything about what to eat at Life is Beautiful. This is Food and Loathing. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here you are in Vegas, you're hungry, and the choices are endless. But do you really want to trust the crowd? You can trust Neon Feast. Restaurant recommendations from real food pros sharing where they send friends and family. All that knowledge is just a download away on the Neon Feast app. Want the strip? Off strip? Downtown? Great views? Great value? Find smart, informed restaurant recommendations on the Neon Feast app and neonfeast.com. Life is beautiful. That's not just a motto for those of us who are enjoying living in the paradise that is Las Vegas. Or almost also- a Joe Cocker song from the 70s. <laughs> you are so beautiful. Uh, but life is beautiful, of course. The Las Vegas-born music festival that um, basically one of the greatest festivals in the country, I think, for the fact that it is out on the streets of a city. And not very many do that. We could talk a bit more about that. But it's also had a long history of trying to incorporate dining in the culinary program into the programming and into the actual DNA of the festival. Now, I'll be the first to admit, some years have done it more successfully than others. I've always pissed people off when I comment on the years that it doesn't, but I like to prefer to stick to the years that it has, and I think it's been getting better in the past few years again. I think we're on an upswing, and we are here to talk about that and to let you know what role food will play in this year's Life is Beautiful Festival. To do that, I have Cherie Macy, who is the culinary director. Is that correct? Is that your 
title? Yep, that's that's me. Okay. And you may know Cherie from um, First Friday, and of course, I keep seeing you up at Pine Dining, which you're a big part of. I don't know if that's a how. I don't know who's in charge, but I know that you're doing a lot up there. Um, and so, you know, you definitely have your finger on the pulse of special events here in Las Vegas and things like that. And with us also is Bryant Jane of Starboard Tech. Who, Bryant? Could you tell me what your involvement is in Life Is Beautiful this year? Um, so this year, uh, like we've done before, uh, we're doing a thing called Cocktail School. Um, cocktail School is essentially uh, all three days of the festival. We have three different bartenders, so nine nine shows in general. Um, that we get local bartenders from around town, kind of uh, give little seminars that are very uh, very casual, nothing like too serious or anything of how to make cocktails, like history of cocktail, things like that. People come in, they get a, a free drink, and it's just a party, just a little respite from the festival, you know, within the festival. Very cool. Um, you know, food at festivals has come a long way. We were just talking before we turned on the record button here about how, you know, I remember the original Lollapalooza Festival, the very first year, and everybody was so amazed that it just wasn't hot dogs and hamburgers. But by today's standards, what they were doing was nothing special, nothing really that intriguing. Um, they had taco stands and things like that, and it was a big deal, right? Because for, for decades, an old man like me remembers all you could get was a hot dog and bullshit nachos whenever you went to a, a sporting event or a, a concert or anything like that. Um, these days, it is a lot different. And I think Life is Beautiful has played a major part in that over the years. I don't know how many people are looking over your shoulders, but um, you know, the very first year, it almost seemed that Life is Beautiful was introduced in a way that food, art, and music were all going to be on equal footing. And I don't believe that that is really what held out. It was a music festival at heart. Music eventually stole the center stage, as it is often going to do. But, you know, Rich and I were just up at Bottle Rock. And I will tell you, there are very few festivals that try to integrate food and music as well as Bottle Rock do. But I think Life is Beautiful last year and based on what I'm hearing about this year, may have it beat on one very key point, not just the quality of the food, but the way that it represents the local community. That's what has impressed me with Life is Beautiful uh, so far. Every year, even the years that I haven't loved everything that's happened there, I've still been impressed with the way you keep it local. But how do you, Sherry, see the role of food in this festival? You know, like, like you just said, we are so hyper-focused on being able to showcase what Vegas has to offer, you know, and um, in that culinary footprint of life is beautiful. We want people to see that. And um, so, yeah, you know, it's bringing that community into into a life is beautiful, letting them see what restaurants are here and letting them be as creative and, and artistic with what they're offering um, is one of our goals, you know, and it's been something that we've been striving for, you know, since I've been involved since 2018 um, is really showcasing that local you know, restaurants from the Strip, you know, you know, restaurants from um, Henderson and Summerlin and bringing them down and showcasing all the talents that we have here. And it's, you know, Las Vegas has so much culinary uh, just showstoppers and being able to have a little bring that a little bit into life is beautiful has been so much fun. 
Yeah, and that that's really something that life is beautiful every single year from the beginning. You do you should be commended on because you know a lot of times it's like okay, people are coming to Vegas to gamble or they're coming to Vegas to see Golden Knights or whatever they're coming for, and what do we show them for food? We show them a lot of international celebrity chefs. That's what they get when they go to the casinos. What you are doing more so than most food festivals. More so, and you know, I'll I'll throw some shade at like you know Vegas uncorked when they were doing that and things like that. More more so than even the national food festivals that come to our town. You as a music festival have always said this is Vegas for food. This you know we're a great foodie town, but we're not necessarily bringing you the celebrity chefs. We're going to show you the people who really are the heartbeat of the food scene here, and that's that's been really cool. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun too, you know, and yeah, like the chefs and restaurant and everyone that's partnering with us here on the footprint, you know, they're our neighbors, you know, they're the people that we, you know, on Sundays and Mondays, you know, where are we all going, you know, to go get some food and, you know, brunch it up. And one thing I love about Vegas um, and people hear this from me all the time is how we are all very collaborative, you know less than, you know, we're not competitive. We support one another. Mm -hmm. And so being able to have this platform, which is Life is Beautiful, and let these, uh, you know, culinary artists come out and showcase what they do either in their restaurant and or, you know, play and get a little creative on maybe what they're offering um, gets them to come out and do exactly what they wanted to do and how they started becoming chefs, you know, because they're artists. Um, in their own in their own world as well. So being able to see them create these menus um, for the festival and having fun with it um, really is kind of like the exciting point of you know at the end of at the end of the show we're like yes that was so awesome yeah. you know and you know I I am excited to say that I've discovered local chefs for the first time at Life is Beautiful because of some of the curated things that you do. I know in the past, I don't think it's going on this year, but you had Diana Edelman curating a vegan um, farm stand. And that was the first time I ever had Pots Egyptian. And I love Pots Egyptian. Same Pots right? was the first time for me at Life is Beautiful also. Yeah. So, you know, that I am supposed to know everything that I can know about Las Vegas food. And yet I still go to this mainstream concert and get a tour around these little food stands and go, holy shit, here's a place that was in my own backyard that I hadn't discovered yet. That's amazing and that you're bringing it then to a national crowd that maybe they go home seeing that Las Vegas is not this cartoon that they'd seen on television for all these years. <laughs> yeah. One of the biggest trends in, in event, I guess event ticketing over the past decade has been the elevation of the various VIP levels. Right. Um, you know, it used to be maybe at sports, there were the private suites, right? You'd see them in arenas, but you, you never saw all these other levels. Now at concerts, the whole bottle service world has crept into concerts and other special events. And there are always escalating levels of VIP that over the past few years everywhere have frequently come to include better food. If you're at a show or you're at probably a NASCAR race, I'm assuming does the same shit, right? If you buy a certain tier of VIP passes, you have access to better food. When you're planning an event like Life is Beautiful, how much of this special programming is for the average schmuck who bought a GA ticket, which ain't cheap for anything these days, a GA ticket, and then the the black card crowd who, you know, are putting it down with a $50,000 bottle service minimum in some crazy suite that I've never even laid eyes on, but I hear about them and I see their receipts on social media. 
So what's the breakdown in how much of the food is where? You know, we put the same amount of attention into the culinary experiences from our high ticket tier level to our GA. And one of those examples is, you know, the cookout. Um, This will be its fourth year um, for the cookout. And that has different chefs coming, cooking open fire flame. This is a GA activation. um, And it's from four to 10 each day or sell out. And it usually sells out every year around around 9 p.m. Um, another one there that we are, this is the first year, is the pizzeria. Mm-hmm. You know, we're having, you know, if people don't know, our pizza game here in Vegas <laughs> yeah, is oh, straight yeah. fire. <laughs> okay. So, yes. um, you know, uh, Vincent over at Good Pie, he's our program curator. And so we're doing the pizzeria at uh, Las, Las Vegas, uh, at Life is Beautiful, and um, three different chefs you know, uh, each day from four to 10, you know, offering pizza from, you know, the local Metro pizza Esther's is going to be out there. Yukon, um, Carmine's, you know, with great history, you know, here in Vegas. So those are some of the programs and activations that, you know, really are exciting for GA. And then, you know, we've got the artist hospitality lounge where we've got chef Todd English coming in, you know, uh, representing all three of his restaurants, um, but you know, see, Rich and I bum rushed the artist hospitality lounge with no passes at Bottle Rock, just kind of because <laughs> yeah, yeah, with yeah. this hair, you can kind of walk into well a few played. places, oh, yeah. you know. Well played. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chef's expecting me. A witch chef? No, the chef. Chef. Chef's expecting. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah, yeah. Rich, what'd you think? That's a lot of fun when you're lucky enough oh, to get into to those areas, love right? <laughs> Unauthorized personnel. <laughs> yes. That makes it a little more exciting, you know, yes. when you're able to sneak into those areas. But yeah, you know, it, it is it is elevated. You know, um, they offer not just tastings but it's a little more than a tasting little less than of an entree in those areas um you know so air conditioning areas you know Mm -hmm. things like that that um you know but as far as the the the, what's being produced you know i think within ga and all of our vip areas you know are very equal um we've got a great lineup this year of, of local talent so um from ga to the vip deck um, Omakase Cantina program that's available yeah. uh, to GA and everyone. There's a small, it's a $75 ticket, um, 20 people separate per session. Ticket. Separate yeah, ticket. separate ticket. Yep. Um, so that's that's a great uh, experience. You know, I did it the first year, um, and still Chef Josh, um, he he had a still one of the best bites I put into my mouth is from the, from the program of Omakase Cantina. Now, uh, you know, having been there many years and also, you know, I've been to a lot of festivals in my life. I used to cover rock and roll. I was trying to figure out probably over a hundred outdoor festivals, maybe so somewhere cool. around there. Um, but so some things blend together for me. So forgive me if I'm not getting this right, but the original setup or for many years, the setup was you had culinary villages sort of attached to each stage. Um, and the vendors within those culinary villages, some of them were very traditional vendors. They were the people that go to every event and set up their stand and, you know, sell their funnel cakes or sell, you know, that kind of stuff. The shit that, and, and nothing wrong with that. You go into a show, you want, you know, some of us that we have that ritual, you know, I go to a concert, I need nachos. Or like need the San funnel. Gennaro folks that go from yeah, city to city. Right. So there were, <laughs> the, there were the culinary villages that would sort of mix and match those type of people with some local institutions. 
But what started emerging in recent years is I still see those traditional vendors scattered about, but then there are these curated local experiences. We talked about the cookout, which Justin Kingsley Hall has put together, which is an open fire thing. Um, I said in the past you had done a plant-based one. I don't know if you're doing that again this year, but you're saying that you're doing the pizza with Vincent Rotolo curating. So when you walk in, I have spoken to people though, who have gone to Life is Beautiful, who have said like, oh man, I didn't see any of this shit that you're talking about. All I did was eat hot dogs from stands. And I'm like, and these are often the people who don't want to get too far from a stage, by the way, right? Like you're camped out near the stage and you send somebody off to get your hot dog so you don't lose your spot for Kanye or whoever the fuck's playing this year, <laughs> uh, that year. Um, but anyway, so how's the breakdown between, you know, these very carefully curated, um, themed, locally run pods, if you will, of events, and then the more traditional food that's scattered throughout. Yeah, I mean, we've got over 50, you know, uh, culinary vendors inside those culinary villages that you're talking about. Um, and I guess, you know, there's no real formula on how many activation, culinary activations we have. It's really about, you know, what we learn year over year. Um, but we do like to offer these programs so that people can see a little different um, taste um, of that Vegas has and be able to showcase some of this local talent. So, I mean, there's not, I don't feel like there's really a formula, but yeah, we have been, you know, from year one when Jolene Menino was the food and beverage director, you know, and we had lobsters out of the VIP area to where we are today too. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, there's no real formula, I guess. It's just a matter of trying to, you know, brainstorm with all of our program curators and community of, you know, what, what, what can we do this year to try to wow all of the ticket audience, you know, people that are coming in. So how many of these, um, these specific themed curated little pods or whatever, I'm sorry, I'm making up a word for it, <laughs> but how many of these, like the campfire, how many of those are there going to be and which are they? There's six this year. Um, we've got the Artist Hospitality Lounge where we brought in Chef Todd English, as I mentioned earlier. We have our VIP Plus program. Um, in fact, uh, Bryant, um, he for the past few years, he's been doing the VIP happy hour um, on the deck as well. Um, the VIP Plus Happy Hour, we bring in uh, two chefs. Um, uh, excuse me, there's two sessions, one chef this year playing it a little different. Um, and for an hour, they bring out these tastings um, from their, you know, from the restaurant. We've got, uh, we've got, who do we have? Uh, Cassie Nora from Resorts World. They'll be there on Friday. So super excited to have them. I think I just saw them. Weren't you just uh, there? Yeah, I was just there. And on my new TikTok channel, one of my new TikTok channels has a video <laughs> that the people on my TikTok team put together from my visit there. Yeah. Yeah. So VIP plus happy hour. We've got the cookout, uh, the pizzeria, Omakase Cantina, and the cocktail, and cocktail school. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. So let's talk about cocktail school and also just the cocktails throughout the the event. Are the things that you're creating, Brian, are they going to be served only at cocktail school or are you also contributing cocktails that will be served at the various bars throughout? Uh, for myself, it's just cocktail school and uh, the v the VIP plus. Is that what it's called? Yeah, VIP plus. So um, for cocktail school, I, I'm just curating the actual bartenders. I don't. I help them with the, the cocktails, but they come up with their own recipes. We just help kind of... Uh, facilitate them serving it to about a hundred people per session. So, um, each bartender is going to be putting out three different cocktails. 
uh, and it's it's their their creations, you know. So we let them be as creative as they want to be. We try not to be like too nerdy with a lot of the cocktails because the demographic is still a little younger, you know. And uh, you know, we want we want everything to be a little bit more fun and you know, kind of carefree, like right. like the festival. Is, is there a single price point on all the cocktails, or are things for cocktail go school? It's all free. Oh, so the way we do it, uh, it's it's yeah, it's uh, so we have people kind of uh, randomly giving out like golden tickets. To just okay. people they see, you know, and uh, it's totally at random. We have a few people that uh, we have a few seats that are reserved for uh, some people that want to come check out, you know, like uh, festival organizers, whatever, you know. But uh, hmm. but yeah, the ticketing's all random. Then for VIP plus, obviously that's included with the ticket, and uh, we just kind of do a little more elevated cocktail thing up there, you know. Cool. At cocktail school, though, is there an actual demo? So you're teaching people yeah. how to make these cocktails. Yeah. So well? it's. Uh, so each day, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there's uh, there's three different bartenders. It's uh, one's at six, wait, yeah, no, one's at four, six, and eight p.m. And uh, so, like for instance, like one day we have a, uh, uh, like I'll say Chris Strickland. He's a bartender over at Monzu. Uh, so he'll come up. He has his own seminar. I think he's his is going to be focused on um, on Italian cocktails. He works at at Monzu, great Italian restaurant. Uh, so his is going to be on like Negroni, spritzes, something like that. So he goes up for 30 minutes. We have two hosts. Uh, typically, there was one host, uh, Gene Samuels, but we added another one. We have a female host, uh, Joy, from uh, Herbs and Rye. But Gene will be back this year? Gene will be back. Gene's one of the heart and souls of Cocktail School, you know? So Also he, a great barbecue guy. Great barbecue. Black Tiger barbecue. Yeah. They're, they're amazing. They do a lot of stuff for us over at Starboard. But, um, but yeah, so someone goes up for 30 minutes. We're... Me and my team are in the background preparing the cocktails that the, the, uh, the particular bartender is on display, showing everyone how to make, giving his speech. And then we come out and pass. They get little samples. So you get free drinks, three free drinks every seminar. Will, will there be nice little cards with the recipe on it so I can take it home and make it at home? Or do I have to remember it all or write it down or some darn thing? We'll, we'll, we'll give you a pad to write some notes. Oh, thank with, you. you know, so remember it after you've <laughs> do have consumed all those cocktails. See how good oh, yeah. your memory but is. A great idea. My yeah. thumb barely <laughs> works as idea. it is. That's a great <laughs> idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with, with the, you know, branded with the, their Yeah, their definitely. Yeah, you can do a little QR code so they can actually oh, like snap, boom. We can do Call it done. Yeah, thank you. There it is. That's probably cheaper than handing out a little card. I'm old. Best I'm ways. analog kind of guys. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so then the thing is, now people are hearing this, and they're like, oh, well, how do I get one of those golden tickets? Like, where do I got to hang out? You know, <laughs> like, where to... I would suggest hanging out around uh, the bunkhouse. That's where everything <laughs> takes place, like the old bunkhouse. Right. So uh, we set up the stage there, just like the old bunkhouse stage. About 120 seats. The bar's still open, you know. Uh, it's not open for business. That's something we're kind of thinking about eventually, but, um, but yeah. That's about it. So all the things that we've talked about so far, they're all within the actual footprint of, of the um, festival, correct? correct? Yes. And for someone who is a newcomer or non-comer yet, what's the geographic boundaries of the whole event? The footprint. The f- I know. I, I was industry. trying not to. <laughs> but he <laughs> hates using words that other people use. Program. Don't get me started on program. Yeah. Um, you know, the footprint is like over by the bunkhouse area yeah. over on Maryland Street. Right there from that all the way to Carson, Las Vegas Boulevard, and I guess Mesquite? Mesquite. Yeah, Mesquite-ish. Yeah, yeah like halfway, okay. yeah. So but east-west, I mean, uh, what's, what's Maryland Parkway, like 12th or so? 
It is to 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 Las Vegas Boulevard, which is sixth. So about six seven blocks. Yeah. Of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That that gives me the visual. Yeah. Now, I don't have to walk too far. So <laughs> right where Public Works Coffee is, that's kind of yeah. you know, the cutoff right there. Now the um, the Omakase Cantina, which is um, being curated, I believe, by Jolene Menina, and that's where you have to buy a separate ticket. Of course, not a big deal. You have to pay for your food at concerts always, <laughs> but this is a ticketed event, and it's more of a sit down dinner with a lot. Who are the local chefs that are participating? We have Chef Nicole Brisson. Um, she oh, will be representing sold. Amari. Yeah. Uh, she'll also have, you know, some uh, some food coming from uh, Brezza and Bar uh, Zazu, but really showcasing her new restaurant concept that's going to be at Uncommons in the Southwest later this winter. Amazing to work with, you know. Um, same with Chef um, Gina with La Strega and Harlow. She'll be there doing a fun... Um, uh, play on Stranger Things. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's cool. Yeah. And, and Rich has giant foodie crushes on both of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't we all? <laughs> totally yeah. inappropriate. Yeah, that's, don't we all. Um, and then Chef Allen. Um, Who I, always, I do not have a crush on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I can say that. Over at Momofuku. Um, and his last name, I'm trying to... You know, Chef Allen. Chef Allen. Yeah. Chef, I'm sorry. Yeah. We all singed, man. It's yeah. He'll be there on Saturday, um, you know, and, you know, show-stopping menus. You know, four to six course menus. Um, fun, exciting. You get to engage with the chef there. Only 20 people per session. There's three sessions a day. Um Mardonovich, okay. Chef Alan Mardonovich. Sorry, so, Chef. Um, <laughs> he is fantastic too to work with, and you know, I'll crush on all three of them. Uh, so, but yeah, it's a great, it's amazing. So that is, of course, within the Ferguson's downtown complex, which begs the question of Peyote, another restaurant that is operating in Ferguson's downtown. Will that be open for business or will there be any special events going on? And that's a lead into, are there any other bars or restaurants within the footprint? Yeah. So Peyote, you know, I'll have to follow up too, but I, I know that they'll be opened. I don't know if they'll be opened if they have like a private event taking place, um, Omakase Cantina this year is actually going to be at the Vegas Test Kitchen this year. Oh, okay. so yeah, we oh. uh, we just recently made that change, and we're really excited for it. That's awesome. Um, and then you know other bars that will be open, um, Atomic. Atomic. Yeah. Yep. And we've got a uh, place on Seventh Container Park is yeah. going to have a handful of their, um, like you know, Bin Seven O Two will be open. Um, place on 7th will be open. Um, I love to hear that because that is what the, the idea of being actually on the streets of a city for a festival. And as a guy who's been to as many as I've been to very few places that you do this, there was the old San Diego street scene that I used to go to for years and years and years. Um, but everywhere else you go to a festival and you have to go off to a park or an Island yeah. or a something that's far away. So the fact that, you know, you're out on this on the streets is great. Being able to wander into local businesses and enjoy them as part of the concert experience, especially bars and restaurants, I just think that that is something that makes life is beautiful a thousand times cooler than any other location that a festival can have because you are really drinking up the the spirit of Las Vegas. I agree 100%. Is yeah. El Cortez going to be part of in the in the footprint also? You know, that's a great. I want to say that they're they're doing something, but again, um, I'm not a hundred percent 
Sure. That's, not, yeah. that's that's also one of my favorite things. Just yeah. like like the idea that I can like you can go in and play blackjack or like <laughs> make a sports bet. Yeah. And then go see your favorite artist like all right there is amazing. And how, and how easy it yeah. is to get to the footprint. Yeah. You know, we have all these amazing hotels where people can fly in or even you know do a staycation you know if you if you live here and you can just walk right there like we just went to outside lands and just to get to the footprint kind of like what you were saying is a task you know el El cortez might have its new renovated rooms done i go to the barber shop there and for the last three or four visits i see these rooms the old dusty rooms right above the casino that have 75 80 years of smoke in the walls he said the guy told me they just had to really rip everything out down to the studs and even the studs smelled of smoke (laughs) and they've started over and they've got furniture in there now and by by life is beautiful those might be open Wow. And available. Of course, awesome. if you didn't book it the day after last year's Life is Beautiful. Oh, well, probably yeah. shit out of luck. <laughs> Look, but don't touch. Yeah. Uh, um, how do you go about, how do you go about, I mean, in a city with as many great chefs as we have, how do you go about choosing the, the culinary talent? You know, I want to, it's tough. We've, cause like we've all sit around and talk about, we, there's just so much talent just in the city that we all don't know about. And I really lean on all of our program curators, you know, to help us, you know, be those extra arms and reach out, you know, uh, to the community and one, see who's interested, you know, um, the past two years have been super tough on our industry, you know, and there's, you know, some like half bird, he Chef Brian wanted to come out so bad, but with so much going on, he was like, ah, Sharia, we're going to have to wait till 2023. Yeah, and it is, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you you folks are wonderful to work with, but doing a concert is a bitch on it's a tough. restaurant staff. Man. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, people think they're going to go and they're going to get to see the bands and all that kind of stuff, and you just work your ass off. Yeah. Uh, I've worked, I've bartended at a few concerts. I bartended at a Guinness Festival on Randall's Island in New York once, and it was, ah, the most brutal bartending shift I've ever had in my entire life. Nothing like plucking parsley at uh, Allegiant Field, though, right? Allegiant Stadium, well, no, that was, well, that was just, yeah, that was just more of the the bullshit (laughs) plucking. Yeah, that's all. Okay, Okay, so what else can we tell people? Let's hit them with the dates again. Let's tell them what what tickets are still available. And maybe mention some bands, because honestly, here's the deal. I've covered music for so fucking long and I'm so disinterested with most current acts that I don't even pay attention. I don't pay attention to the Life is Beautiful lineup until you announce the restaurants and the food, right? And I'm also <laughs> pretty damn interested in the artists that you have there, the, the visual artists that come out, but um, I'm not somebody who follows who's headlining because generally speaking, I did that for 30 years of my life and I'm yeah. just tired of it now. <laughs> yeah, uh, September 16th uh, through the 18th um, is the festival dates. Um, the, the big hitters, you know, I'm excited for at least is Arctic Monkey and Gorillas, you know, but, um, Beach House, I'm, I'm a huge Beach House person, so. Um, Gorillas, oh, yeah. this will be their third time doing the festival? I, I know of two, I know that. Um, I actually didn't see them here because, like you said, we never get to get out and actually enjoy some of the music, but I did see them in Coachella back in, oof, maybe 2013. 
So huge fan then. So I was, I'm excited to see them this year. I'm a huge fan of the band. When they played last time, I had just flown into, when they played Life is Beautiful, I wasn't in town that weekend. I flew in. I went down and watched it at Corduroy because they were showing everything, right? And I just, we oh, had a, a drink idea. and we watched it. And um, that year I was a little disappointed because they weren't doing it as much of a multimedia. It was not the animation. It was it was the, the Humans album. So they were performing as humans. And I wanted to see them perform as gorillas. Yeah. <laughs> just me. Um, cool. So are tickets still available? What kind of tickets? are still available and Tic- where can people get them yeah tickets are still available i'm not quite sure if vip sold out yet so if it's not definitely grab them while they're still available we've got single days um, um still out there for sale so um yeah go get tickets okay and brian we can see you at starboard tech and starboard where tech. else and hardway, hardway eight, eight also, right yeah, yeah down in henderson uh, on water street how's water, water street. street doing real quick man water street water is- street's crushing it right now uh there's a big new complex going up too. there's going to be more food and beverage which is good for us we, the more the better you know what i mean so it's doing fantastic we should do a show down on water street and we should have you and my friends from sticks tavern yeah, and just let's do a do whole it. thing one of these days but uh, robin and jordan yeah they're good friends yeah so, so. so i'll strap on skates and see how many legs we can break trying to play hockey <laughs> no we don't want to see that <laughs> be like a, just a beached whale on ice yeah, yeah. yeah. not, not you don't pretty. want to see me maybe on curling skates. if they could put out some <laughs> targets for us <laughs> okay well with that mental image um, i want to thank you both for telling people what's going to be happening in life is beautiful life is in fact beautiful This is Food and Loathing. And it is time for the news as I eat one of these delicious potato chips. <laughs> French fries. French fries. French fries. <laughs> French fries. I can't even tell. GWB's throw French fries. Can you tell we've been day drinking? It's all good. Uh, um, so there's a new Italian spot coming to Rampart. It will be opening up um, in September, they believe. And it's a new new spot. It's called Spiadini Fiamma Italian Bistro. It's in the same space where um, Gustav Mahler's Spiadini oh, used yeah, to be okay. in there. Sure. Uh, but they've done a revamp. And I spoke to the vice president of I believe F&B over there, Perry Wiley. Here's what he told us about it. So we did go with more of a bistro style restaurant. not so much of a fine dining with table, white tablecloths as before. Uh, more casual menu, more casual atmosphere, although the restaurant is gorgeous. Uh, but yeah, that's the main difference is the, the atmosphere and the uh, offerings that we'll be serving. And what's the price point? Because when you're talking to locals casino, people always want to know what the price point is. Right. Well, we hope to have uh, a, a $30 check average, no more than that. So very reasonably priced. Uh, we'll have options anywhere from $16 pizzas to $30 uh, entree items. And when are we shooting to open this? Uh, sometime in September. And I got a nice little tour. You can find some of that on my social media, I'm sure. In the meantime, I have some news from our friends at Brezza. They will be hosting a Taste of Babo at Brezza on Tuesday night, August 30th. Um, Babo, for those who may not know, it opened in 1998. It was the longtime flagship of B&B Hospitality. Um, it's still helmed by Joe Bastianich. Obviously, we all know that Mario Batali not involved with his former restaurants anymore. Um, but Babo is still around, still an ass-kicking restaurant, and it's had a lot of influence on Las Vegas. Um, so Chef Zach Allen, the current Director of Culinary and Development for RSC Management Services, which runs Moza. 
where our oh, friend Bryce hey. just dined, um, yeah. Baba, Lupa, mm-hmm. and more. Chef Nicole Brisson will be there um, from Brezza, Barzazu, and Amari. Chef Arnold Corpus from Brezza and Barzazu, Jorge Puebla, and Jose Gonzalez of Brezza. And these are all people that have been trained in the, the tradition of those, yeah. those great Mario Batali recipes, those Baba recipes right. that have survived. So, um, we're gonna. I'm gonna try to get some of those chefs on for next week's show. So we'll see if we can have that happening. Just in case I can't, this is a private menu in the private dining room. It's limited to 24 guests, seven courses for 375 dollars. Oh but that includes wine. That sounds delicious. Some mm-hmm. menu highlights: goat cheese truffles, warm lamb's tongue, and that just brings me back to the old B&B bistro days. Yeah. Um, spicy lamb sausage, two-minute calamari, braised beef shank that they're calling Thor's hammer that's carved <laughs> table size. Oh, if you can yeah. handle um, it. <laughs> so hopefully we're gonna have those folks back uh, next week. And you, are you familiar? Have you ever anybody here ever dined at Babo in New York? No, no, I haven't either. I went to um, before everything happened with um, Batali. I went. We were in Greenwich Village, and I went to an Osteria for um, a friend's birthday. Had an amazing meal. I mean, the recipes were really good. Super simple, super flavorful. Mm. Yeah, I would go back. Yeah, and the thing is, um, you know, Mr. Batali's personal life notwithstanding, and I don't sure. want to get into Still that great here. Chef. But the truth of the matter is, there's a great legacy that he has left that is positive, yeah. which is having trained some of the best chefs in Las Vegas that have gone through his restaurants. And and these dishes, this yeah. idea, and a lot of what he did, that, that cucina of poverty, that cucina di povera or something like that, the mm-hmm. kitchen of poverty, eating things like lamb's tongue yeah. and you know all that kind of stuff. So I'm so happy that Vegas is going to reunite some chefs that came up through that, that sounds like system. I never had head cheese plan. until I went to oh a, one of Carrie's... Oh. Um, uh, uh, the project dinner table that the B- Batali group yep. did. Yeah. And it was, I was like, I brought my dad who'd never had it. I didn't, I didn't tell him what it was. I just let him eat it. It was delicious. <laughs> yeah. It was delicious. <laughs> yeah. But I, it's, I love how like such food, like so Provencal is, is like fancy now. Uh-huh. And then people are spending oh, so much money on plate. these yeah. things that we you know were cast off to people to eat because nobody else wanted to touch it. Yeah. It's delicious food. Well, that was one of the things that Chef Batali had always said to me when we talked about his recipes was that, you know, some of these brilliant recipes were created from the kitchen of the, the very poor yeah. who only had Oh, one yeah. the sheep or they one had the scraps pig, and they would yeah. use it all for all season yeah. and that then when these recipes were translated to the wealthy people a lot of wealthy people substituted in quality higher end cuts but sure. that's not what the recipes were designed for right yeah. that's one thing that mario batali and his entire team and his legacy of chefs that have come up under right. him are very serious about is preserving that authenticity by using those so-called lesser cuts yeah mm-hmm. i'm a fan no so i am a huge fan of that um, hey, other things. I haven't made it to check it out. Has anybody? Jana and Eater reports that Randy's Donuts is now open on Rainbow. Yeah. No, Sahara. it was Long on my line list this of week. People on Rainbow That's what I heard. I saw the my mom donut. Like, What's going on? I said, it's donuts. <laughs> I saw the donut going down the road. <laughs> <laughs> Go take a fly in at a yeah, rolling road. Exactly. the edge of the gravel road. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We we'll have to try it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We've degenerated. I think that's about it for this episode. I was thinking of going after this, but after the food and I see those uh, pastries you have up there, yes. I don't think I'm going to get there today. Might not be right. Good old Ronalds we bring in today. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> So I think that's about it. Thanks to all of our guests. Thanks to our friends from Life is Beautiful. Thanks to Martha Stewart. Thanks to our friends over at the Rampart Casino. Once again, a big thanks to Samantha Gemini. Thanks for having me. Find more of her work at offthestrip.com. 
endonthestrip.com. And thanks to our host, Bryce yes, Proustman, yes, man. Yes. Love you. Fixing us up, setting us up. We got rum. We got, you're drinking out of the bottle. <laughs> you are the greatest host ever. I'm loving hey, this. It's only Wednesday. We hey, love the WB. Master of short notice hospitality. That's right. Yes. Tell a friend about Food and Loathing. Spread the word on social media. Just search for Food and Loathing. If you have a question or a comment, find Al at info at foodandloathing.vegas. If you haven't done it yet, download the Neon Feast app and use it to find your next dining destination. Whatever you need, whatever you want, you'll find it at Neon Feast. And if you're more about the laptop than the phone, just head to neonfeast.com. And, you know, you can't just, you don't only have to settle for hearing me here on this podcast, you can, or on the radio, you can also see me every once in a while. And that is on the CW Las Vegas every other Wednesday morning at approximately 8.15 a.m. And catch Al now and then all weekend with the Neon Fest update on the Vibe 99.7 here in Las Vegas, 98.1 in the high desert, and 98.9 at the river. Very nice. That was a good thing. Just having it shoved under your your nose two (laughs) seconds beforehand. That's how we roll here. That's right. So professional on the track. Oh, uh, also, I'm doing some radio stuff, uh, AM 670, I think. I'm going to have to get you. Right above the police calls. um, (laughs) No, man. I'm I'm having fun. I'm doing lots of things. We'll get you more on that next week with producer Rich Johnson and Samantha Gemini Stevens, Bryce Krausman. I'm Al Mancini. Stay hungry. Yay!